Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rain 20's podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Thursday. Friday. Friday. <laughs> I love when Reddit knows the day of the week. You never know when it's going to release, so then I just don't I know. know. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, welcome back again. Sorry for my poor audio quality. Audio. I, I don't know how to say that word. Audio. That's like a very, I think, New York way of saying it. Audio. <laughs> audio. Um, I've been in New York for too long. Yeah, it's really I profound. You. I go back. Something's happening to my voice while I'm here. But um, apologies for the poor audio quality. Still out of office. Um, but we will be back next week. With our full audio, full lighting design, full gorgeousness, because next week is episode 300. Crazy. And we have some really amazing things at this turn of the season. It's going to be like a whole new season for Roaring Twenties podcast. We're really excited. And yeah, 300 episodes is like a crazy amount of episodes. It really is. It's so crazy. And I feel like it's one of those things which like, we don't even, at least I don't always think about it in this way with our podcast, but I feel like it is such an example of one of those things that like you put little efforts in over the course of time that add up and build up into something really cool. Like I think about all of the different times that we probably could have like made a decision to not record or could have, I don't know, or could have decided like, oh, we're too busy or like things like that. But it's just so nice that no matter what season we've gone through, we've still stuck to like at least an episode a week and have made it a priority and even if there has been episodes that you guys haven't heard due to like a malfunction on our end um I'm proud of us for still like recording showing up yeah there's there's been a time or two where I was like we can't put this out I sound remember where you sounded underwater (laughs) literally but we still tried we did and and it's also just a beautiful thing to be able to look back on and I feel like it's an example of that we've used in a previous podcast before, but something about like, I think when we first started, you know, you're building something and you're showing the world and people who listen, like who you are and what direction you're going. And I just feel like we really know and have stuck to like the same vision that we had and have like adapted as we've evolved. And it's really cool. Cause now we look back and it's like, wow, it's a very big number of episodes to really sit down and be yeah, intentional like about. 300 is a big number it really is like I don't think it's crazy I and it's not like a comparison type of thing but it really is a big like accomplishment because I feel like there's a lot of people who again not as a judgment but like people who launch podcasts and record like a season or record which is not a bad thing um or re- record a couple episodes and they're like yeah never mind mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah and I'm really looking forward going like to hit 300 and I think it's going to be invigorating for us and hopefully our audience too of like an- entering another 
season and we've both been feeling really differently like personally and I think that that's going to be reflected in the show a lot um in a really positive way and it's just it's one of the things I love the most about the show is it really like ebbs and flows as we ebb and flow in our life through this very strange decade that we have come here to explore and I think the way that the show reflects that is really interesting to watch and I think it's going to reflect back to us in a really beautiful kind of growth way this next season um as we're both kind of feeling that way and I think the show is going to feel that way as well and it'll be fun to like get to look back on and be like yeah we were like really hyped that season like yeah, I think so too. And it and it is really cool to see. And I also said this to you the other day, but I feel like we're very lucky that we feel very similarly and it's genuinely very similarly in all these seasons. And it's always really fascinating to me because our environment is like 100% different and like our lives are very different and the like our schedules are different. Like there, there's so much about our lives that are so different, but it's mm. really cool And I don't know if it's because of the personal work we do, or maybe it's the conversations that we have or the types of conversations that we listen to or the people in our corner. Like, I don't know what it is, but somehow we're always very aligned in like how we feel. Like, I think very transparently this past, um, I'd say the past like nine months have been like, we've still been committing to the commitment that we set. It's not like we've fallen short of that. I think just you and I are very above and beyond type of people. And I think that we feel like there is more that one, we want to give to the show and can give to the show. So I think that it feels weird for us because it's like, I know that they, like we're just so people who give. Um, but even with that, I think it was a big year for us of like figuring out like what life looks like career wise mm-hmm. and kind of navigating those demands in like different roles yeah. that we have. But it's crazy that we're always on the same page about that. Like, it doesn't feel like it's like a, I don't know. We've never felt like we've had to like pull or push each other in another direction. We've always just like landed in a similar place. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's what I mean about like the reflecting of it too. I think. And like, we talk about it on the show when this past like nine months, I would say like when we were going through a lot of like figuring out foundations in a lot of way, I feel like we were both kind of doing this few months and exploring things and trying things and like blah blah blah. And, and I do feel like this kind of for both of us like season of abundance coming this like fall winter spring mm-hmm. and I think both personally and for the show like hopefully that's gonna reflect mm-hmm. and it's not just like abundance for abundance sake but like really truly intentional up leveling like we talked about it a bit last episode or the episode before mm-hmm. of like making more defined choices in terms of like health and fitness and wellness and then also like where we're going to spend our energy and like all of those things I think it doesn't when I say abundance it's not coming from like and I'm doing air quotes it's not coming from something that just is going to fall into our laps it's like going into a season where we're making certain intentional choices which I think are going to reflect back to us in a really beautiful way and like also very intentional choices about the show and when you put in that work and you make those intentional choices like it is reflected back to you and it's funny like I think this is a little bit getting into more of like a topic topic but just because we're on it um this week I was thinking a lot about 
was talking to Nathan and like he's figuring out some like work stuff. And I tell to I say it to him. I'm like, why do you limit yourself? Like you are the type of person that likes to do because he was feeling stressed about doing m- multiple things at once because he's kind of coming into this like season where he might be doing multiple jobs, mm-hmm. um, which is a, ultimately a great thing. But he was feeling I think he was feeling like, am I able to take that on? Hmm. and like what is that gonna mean for my my life and my time and my energy and I after like a lot of weeks of both of us like reflecting on that for him I was like you thrive better when you do more like you are the type of person that you do better when you're doing more things and you do worse actually when you're doing less things Hmm. in terms of motivation and energy and fulfillment um uh, so we, I was like, why limit yourself? Like, you know, you're the type of person that thrives when you're doing multiple things. So like, believe in yourself that you can do all of those things and then do them. And I think I say that to him, but I don't do that for myself because yeah. I am also the type of person that thrives when I'm doing multiple things. And I do less when I'm doing, I do worse when I'm doing less things. Mm-hmm. And I think the past few months I've or like even for maybe longer than that, I've always kind of told myself I can only do a certain number of things or else other things will take away. And yeah. I think I'm starting to realize that maybe actually the more that I do, the more I'll be able to give. Mm. And I don't know yeah. if that's true, but I think I want to try. Yeah. Like, but I think I'm very and out of fear. I've like limited myself. Well, I can only do this and this and I need to give all my energy and attention to that. But because then it is actually not enough to take all of it, because I have a lot of fucking energy, like it's actually not enough to take all the energy I have. Then I like get like low energy because I'm not using my energy in the right way. I know this sounds like. No, I literally 100% understand. I'm letting you rock with it because I I get it. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but now I feel like, oh, wait, I've said that to him because I know that that's true about him wait is that true about me like it is true about me like I do do better when I am like busier I'm able to give more I have more energy like I create energy off of that Mm -hmm. and I think I've been like kind of doing myself a disservice by telling myself that I could only do a certain amount of things and when I think of the time the periods in my life when I felt that I was thriving the most is when I was doing the most things because I do generate energy off of that yeah um and so I think I've just been doing myself a disservice and I think I just had this realization like this week yeah well I think that we can really easily and it's very weird that you brought this up because I had a very similar like topic to discuss Mm. um but we're on the same page bud I know, no, but this was like weird because I literally had it written down. But um, I agree. And I think that so much of that does come from like, sometimes we have a tendency to not, I don't even want to say baby ourselves, but you said limit our, limit yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, my word of the year was limitless because of similar things like that of when it comes to like challenging yourself or going out of your comfort zone, like things like that. I think we at least for me in the past, it's been like being afraid of like, oh, well, what if, because I think both of us know we can tolerate and handle a lot. We can handle stress. We can handle a lot of things, but there's like this, this almost like crossroads where only you know what that means for yourself. Like Mm -hmm. what is my definition of like out of my comfort zone? What is my definition of a challenge is very different from someone else. 
even like when I think about fitness, like for someone else, exercising twice a week is like a a very, very big, challenging feat for myself. That's no longer a challenge for me. That's not something that I can consider as pushing myself. At that point, that would honestly be me like selling myself short, mm-hmm. not doing enough. Um, but again, everybody knows like you only know that difference. And anyway, it's crazy to think that this was something that was on your mind because I think that part of the biggest reason why I feel like I'm going into a season of like leveling up has been because I feel like I've gotten so much from showing myself what I can handle that I'm like, I know that that creates like a better version of me. And so it's, I feel like you start to crave it. Like once you experience it, you start to want more of that. And I was listening to a podcast that was talking about, I wrote it down because I'm like, Ooh, that is so good. Um, that we can, I'll use the word limit or baby ourselves a lot of times because we're thinking about like, oh, but like, what will I be sacrificing to an extent? Or Mm -hmm. we associate like doing too much with maybe then like not having enough to give. But I do feel like with, and it has to be intentional, I guess, because I think that there is a sense to like, it has to be a line of like, there's like, a line here. The outcomes in, yeah. yeah. Like that's different. Like there's certain- giving it to things that aren't fulfilling to you and aren't growing you and are just to things to do things for to show something or for someone yeah. else. Like it really has to the way that you gain the energy by doing that is like doing things that really are intentional for you. Yeah. And even if it is something like time, like I feel like something that comes up a lot in our 20s at every stage is like sometimes there are certain like little things like I know even for myself, like I've had certain like little jobs or things like that that I'm like, okay, you know what, like this is going to fill a different bucket for me. Maybe it's not going to be like, you know, I'm not necessarily changing someone's life. But at the same time, like it's making me feel a little bit more financially secure, like little things like that, that I feel like we do in our 20s for a different purpose that aren't always like, oh, I'm changing someone's life. But anyways, what I read was things you will achieve are far more meaningful than what you will sacrifice. So focusing on the outcome instead of like what you're sacrificing. So when you're really focusing on that result, but not in a pressuring way, not like, oh, I need to be at this place. And if I don't, I'm an asshole, but more so like knowing what the result will bring you. So whether it is filling your life with all of, you know, all of these things that we're talking about now, like, I think it's so easy to think about, oh, I'm going to be tired. Oh, well, I'm going to be stressed. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. but but what about how much more energetic, enthusiastic, how much better Mm -hmm. your self-worth, your body image, your confidence? Like, what about all that? And we're so quick to focus on the negative. And I think that's what keeps us limited. I think the only caveat to that is that the achievement that you're going for, you have to understand why you want that. Mm. I think a lot of people make goals based on they just because like society tells them they should do something or someone else sees this as a measure of success. So they think it's a measure of success for them. Like Mm. you need to decide what goals are really worth that for you and what goals are really going to make you fulfilled and then the sacrifices that you make to get to those goals are so worth it but if you're going for a goal that is not actually purposeful for you mm-hmm. I think then you are risking like then you are sacrificing more than you're going to get but yeah. if you have goals that are rooted in purpose 
for you, then I agree with that quote a million percent. And it's something I definitely like can use because like I do limit myself in that way. Oh, I can't take on this extra thing because I'll be too tired or I won't have the energy to give to this other thing. And like, I just know that if it's a purposeful end ending, like Mm -hmm. that I do gain more energy from it. And I've been selling myself short by telling myself that I can't do. Yeah. I think something that we'll all like kind of learn where the lines and like the, where the road turns, the path turns, all this stuff and and where like those lines are, are going to now be moving into this next chapter of like, what is the difference between setting a boundary and setting a limit? And I think that like, it is so important for us specifically to have boundaries and to work on boundaries and to communicate them. But I think that there is that line where we can use it almost as like, an excuse to an extent or, or not even an excuse. Maybe it's not even intentional. It could really be out of protection. Like I know, um, even for myself, when it comes to certain goals, like I remember saying to you, like, Oh, I'm, I'm like scared to think about it in this way or eat this way because I don't want it to mean whatever, but really it's like, Oh, it's not that at all. Like it's literally just like a choice that you're making. And I feel like we can do that with so many topics in our lives and and make a choice out of like protection for ourselves almost because we don't want to be put in a position that's going to like cause us harm or hurt or anything. But a lot of the times that answer that we're so that we're like scared of because we don't want it to break us essentially a lot of the times is the exact thing that makes us into this person that we want to become Mm. because it is that level of challenge or it is that level of just doing something different than you were doing before that is enough to just adjust our perspective. And I think that there are a lot of those little things that essentially we're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. But it's like, oh my gosh, that thing gave me so much energy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel so much more comfortable in, in being myself. How do you think someone is able to like differentiate between a boundary and a limit? Like, has there been anything that's helped you figure out differences? It's a good question. I mean, I think that for, let's think, I guess, honestly, I haven't thought about it before, but I feel like certain boundaries when it comes to other people, I think it's, it's pretty clear in the sense of like what feels aligned for you but it's harder like boundary I feel like making boundaries with other people at least for the two of us is easier than setting boundaries within ourselves yeah I honestly think I don't know if I can have like a clear pinpoint of what the difference is but I think that what helps is having conversations like this with people that you actually trust and people whose opinions you value to give you their thoughts without judging you and also without them kind of making any sort of selfish decision towards which direction you go in to just have like an honest conversation about, because I think it becomes more clear through conversation. Like for me to try to even think of a a recent example, but like there are certain things like the conversation that we had the other day where I was like, you know what, there are just some things right now that I feel okay with letting go of Mm -hmm. and feel a little icky because it feels like I'm not pursuing something I said I would do, but I also don't genuinely want it right now or need it right now. Like none of those things are going to build me. I think that's, that's like a a different situation from if I were to say to you randomly, like, yeah, I'm really busy. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna exercise anymore. Like, I think that that would be like, so. Um, 
I don't know. So I'm trying to like think of a more eloquent way to say that. But I think that you only really know when you're making a very, very conscious choice to be honest with yourself and honest with whoever you're Mm -hmm. talking to, because we can really make excuses for anything. Yeah, it's so easy. I've noticed myself doing it more lately, especially if I'm giving the advice to people that I care about to do the opposite. Sometimes you have to check yourself. Like, yeah, we treat other people so differently than we treat ourselves. And I've been trying to just be more intentional about like, am I treating myself the way I treat other people? And it's like very apparent that in a lot of ways I don't like, like I hold people to like, like a high standard I incur, but without like making them feel bad about themselves. And I hold Mm -hmm. myself to a high standard and I make myself feel like shit. And like, like, why would I do that to myself if I'm not doing that to the people that I love? And like, so I've just been trying to be more intentional about that and noticing, oh, there are ways that I'm treating the people around me differently than I'm treating myself. And like, Mm -hmm. so I need to treat myself more the way that I treat other people. And for some people, it might be the opposite, but I definitely like treat other people and like believe in other people more than I believe in myself a lot of the time. And um, it's like, why would I be doing that? And I think it's just sometimes we need to check our own selves. Like I definitely need to check myself. Yeah. Well, I think, I think checking yourself is, is exactly, even though there's no like direct, maybe like rule or path to knowing the difference. I think that literally using the term, like checking yourself will allow you to be real or whoever's listening to to be real with yourself on like okay like is this actually how I feel about something is this the way that I could be looking at it or is there anything that oh this is a good one is there anything that I'm pretending not to know or is there anything Mm -hmm. that like I'm hiding from myself because I think that like we can mask those things or we can think that something sounds good and then when it comes to executing it we kind of like work against that but I also think when you ask those questions, you might not get the honest answer right away. Like, I think sometimes it takes, like, a while of asking yourself that question to finally be able to, like, tell yourself the truth about things. Because it's hard to admit to ourselves that we're not maybe doing the best that we could be doing or that we're not pushing ourselves as far as we could push ourselves. So, like, it might take a couple times to, like, ask yourself those questions until you get the honest answer. And, like, Brenda had mentioned earlier, like, being around people that will also check you in a positive way, in a loving way, in a supportive way. Um. And, like, sometimes I'll get defensive, like, if someone checks me, I'm, like, super defensive where I'm just, like, or I, like, shut down or I'm, like, well, that works for you, but it doesn't work for me or that works for this person, but it doesn't work for me. And then you have to be, like, okay, yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that, like, the people in our lives that we have these types of conversations with, like, we can work on the type of language that we use for one another. Like, I know both even myself and Chris have very, like, we are – high achievers, we're hard workers, we're all this stuff. So anytime, and we don't really do this to each other, honestly, but like anytime, even in a work setting where we feel like our like ambition, our dedication, our commitment is like at all questioned or like threatened to an extent, we get so defensive. And granted, we might not respond that way, but we feel it. So I think that that happens all the time with like things that we're not even insecure about even things that we're confident in. Like, I think when we stand so firmly and boldly in something, it's like, what the fuck when someone like put something, (laughs) put something in your direction. But where was I going with that? 
defensiveness, checking yourself. Defensiveness, tracking yourself. Um, but I think that there are some things like in terms of identifying what's working and not, not working. I constantly ask myself like, what is working for me right now? And what's not working? What is it that I want to feel? So I think that a lot of times when there is so much noise, there is so much pressure, there's all this stuff. It's so important to identify like, it's so easy for us to be mean to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So when those thoughts or when those voices or when those whatever are happening, I think it's so important to be like, well, what is it that I actually want to feel? Like, what even is the outcome? Like, I think so many times we're like almost blindly chasing something when we haven't gotten clear on what that even is. And then we're just being mean to ourselves when it's like, wait, what did I, what expectation did I even set? So something that I really- That's exactly what I was like talking about with the goals earlier and like purposeful goal setting. Exactly. So, and that's why it's so important to get, be clear about what that looks like and, and be realistic as well. Like it doesn't mean you can't dream big. I think everybody does, but like at the same time, being clear on what it is that you're expecting of yourself and how you expect yourself to show up, even if that changes over the like a couple of months um, at a time, because they do like, I think it's healthy for us to change that stuff up. But those are a couple of questions that I think are a really great place to start of like, what am I feeling right now? What's working for me right now? What's not working for me? What is it that I want to I don't even want to say what is it that I want to achieve, but like, what is it that I'm looking to feel? What is it that I'm looking to gain? Mm-hmm. And I think it's also helpful to ask yourself, like, what is it that I'm afraid of? Like, I think that for that outcome that you're looking for, a lot of times, especially if it's something you find yourself hesitant to, there's usually a fear around it. But I think it's important to kind of like talk that fear out with yourself or with someone mm-hmm. and, and, for whatever is preventing you from taking the leap or whatever is limiting you right now, like, what is it that I'm afraid of? What is it that I'm afraid will happen? And then kind of having a, you know, something to, to justify the reason for doing it. A hundred percent. I love those. I think that's like really tangible way of breaking this all down. Um, but yeah. I think we should do a little Pride and Pickle before we wrap up since we really got dived into the topic before the Pride and Pickle. I totally forgot about Pride and Pickle. (laughs) Because we got right in on it. We really did. Wow. Okay. Okay. It's time for Pride and Pickle. My pride this week. Hmm. My pride this week is that I just realized that I'm still on my parents' phone plan and I'm on my plan. I don't think I'm ever going to get off of that. Yeah, no, that's what's so hilarious. <laughs> but that's what's hilarious because I was thinking, I'm like, hmm, there are certain things that I feel like you get like kind of chopped off of as you move out. Yeah. And this is one of the things. Not it. Everybody not- I know is on their parents' phone plan. And I just was like, wow. Like, I'm like, I feel like a little bandit. Like, I don't know. No, like, you're allowed. Bandit. you're oh. allowed to be on your parents phone plan your children will be on your phone plan forever yeah but it's funny because they didn't I guess they didn't have cell phones when our parents were kids so like they didn't have this transition phase but here we are oh you're right they left the house they had to get their own phone their own house phone yeah oh my god the house phone the house the landline landline um and my pickle my pickle is a couple things but they'll be quick um one the pride was that you're on your (laughs) yeah I just I felt like like she's saving money but you know what like they know like they I'm like I feel sneaky but they have to know they pay it every month um (laughs) I'm not gonna ask about it though (laughs) 
Um, my pickle is a couple and they're all random. One of them is oh, we, I'm love really, a, we love a jar of pickles. We love a jar, but they're all stupid. Um, I'm really bad at accepting gifts for some reason because I can't not gift? give a gift back. Oh, I know what this is. That You're was really it. Like that's like the, the end of it. But like I, yeah. I can't I'm very bad at that and I need to get over it because people like to give people gifts. They do. They do. But same. So like I don't know. Working on that. My other one is I have, I don't think it's an irrational fear because it's too stupid to be irrational, but I always have a fear that in the nighttime or in the early, early, well, it's really in the daytime, um, before the sun rises, I have a fear that a school bus stop sign is like out and that I somehow didn't see it. (laughs) (laughs) That is the most specific irrational fear it's because i go through it like almost every morning where you think the stop signs out you didn't see it and you're going around the school bus right like i'm so terrified i'm literally bright red i'm so every time i see a school bus and i see so many it's legitimately prime time like school i have never seen a school bus in los angeles do they have them? really i've literally never once seen a school bus in LA. That's really Wait, do they have school buses in LA? They have to. Wait a second. I'm just realizing that I've they never have seen to go one. To school, right? Do they go to school? Wait, are they all walkers? <laughs> they all walk to school. Wait, Maybe they I, do online. I've never you, seen a school bus. You need to ask someone because I can't believe I mean, you don't I don't really school. live in like a No, there's lots of children around me. Like they're on their scooters, I see them. Like a bird? I see them on their scooters. No, they, they own them. Oh. They're on the scoots. But how do they get to school? You need to ask someone because I'm shook right now. <laughs> I'm literally shook. How do kids get to school in LA? Wait, I I feel like I need to call Nathan right now. Maybe call him. <laughs> like, what? That's really weird. I don't know. Okay, sorry. Anyway. Interesting. Okay, and then my last random, random pickle is... I'm not a loyal liker, and I'm ashamed of that. But I find on the Instagram, yes, like I mm-hmm. want to be. I feel like in people's lives, I truly, I like text, just being like, "I love you," like just a reminder. I really try to be a good, intentional friend. I However, feel like you are. Well, I really try with you because when I see it, I'm like, like it. Um, mm-hmm. but I feel like I'm I'm a very bad passive liker. Um, and it's not because I don't actually like it. Like, I just think I'm not used to double tapping for some reason. You just look at it and you're like, oh. <laughs> I think it. Like, I, I see it and I'm like, oh. I, think I like that. Yes, but I forget to do that. Well, and then sometimes what reminds me is, like, for some of our friends, if they tag us in a picture, or I don't know if it's because we're all interconnected, that sometimes it'll say, like, oh, this person commented or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, did I comment? Mm. So I'm be more loyal. On That's the lovely. That's it. That's so nice. What about you? Um, my pride is getting to spend the holiday with my grandparents and my mom. Heck yeah. Very happy to do that and like see some people that I love while I'm on Long Island for the weekend. Um, so very happy about that. My pickle is I really miss Ghost. I hate being away from her. I really hate it. Yeah. That's so hard. I'm sure she's and in good hands. She's being very taken care of. She's getting 
kissed too many times a day. <laughs> they are so happy the kissing police is not there. That's what Josh <laughs> called. You make him stop. Too many kissings. Oh my god! Kisses her until her nose falls off. I saw her nose over here. (laughs) Her nose in the kitchen. (laughs) He loves her so much. He loves her so much, and I'm so grateful that I have so many people who genuinely love her as much as I do and are willing to help me take care of her. Like, I'm so, so lucky. Um, I know that's not always the case. And, like, I know she's in good hands and I'm away. But, like, her mama misses her. Of course she does. It's, like, such a long time to be away. And it feels so annoying because I, like, text them. I'm like, picture. <laughs> it's so annoying. Like they're doing me the biggest favor in the world by like watching her for two weeks. Yeah. Like I feel so bad, but also like I need to see a photo. Me too. You literally do. I honestly like when I when I used to like watch um like even when I used to watch Muffin, like when my parents would go away, um, I would always send them pictures because I feel like it's so comforting and now yeah. I really get it. Like now I'm like it doesn't matter what she's like. She could be peeing for all I care. Yeah, she could be literally like staring mm-hmm. at the wall. Like I still want to see a yeah. photo of her. You just want like a little, little something, and then when it's a live photo, oh, oh get I love the live photos. I, I literally watch like the same videos of her like over and over on my phone. Like it's oh there's something seriously wrong. No, I really understand. I think I think that all the time. I actually I think it's our friend Liz like constantly calls me out on it to an extent not in a not in a way of like um not like I didn't like like dogs at all but like it is so different we're now oh my god I didn't tell you about this this is the perfect example um and also something else that happened in the wee hours of the morning I a lot of shit happens in the morning that's random I was at a stoplight on the way to my class and I saw a dog in a trunk of like a pickup trunk and he looked so scared. And I literally, like, no. I wanted to follow him. I, I thought to myself, was he stolen? Like, I don't know why I thought no. that. But I started, like, filming. Because I'm like, oh, my God. If someone claims a missing dog, I know where this I dog know. is. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm sure it's just their dog. Maybe. I didn't know that they put them in pickup trucks. And then I, I the second Chris woke up, I was like, I need to tell you something. He's like, no, some people do that. I was like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> like, some dogs like that. Yeah, some dogs do. This this guy looked a little scared, but I mean, I would be scared the dog would jump out of the car. Me too. I'm like, I, I would that would be such her. a fear. But anyway, I feel like I have like such a different, and maybe this is like what people go through with kids. Obviously, different, but like the way that people are like, oh, you don't get it until you get it. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, I feel like in the past I could have like sympathized with something like that. I'm like, oh, like I love the way that you love her, but like now I really get it. Where like if some someone is in that like position where they they miss their baby or like something like that, like I really feel it in my bones. Yeah, me too. Me too. But also like everyone deals with it differently. Like Nathan, like he's very much like tries to not think about it. That's how yeah. he copes. Like and I overthink about it. And so literally every day I'm like, do you miss ghosts? He's like, you have to stop asking me the same question every day. Yeah. He's like, you ask me that multiple times a day, every day. I'm like, like I just I like to hear her. it. Because I just like to hear that he misses her. And he's like, yeah. he's like, but then that makes me miss her. I'm trying to like not think yeah. about it. Yeah. So I'm like, fine. <laughs> Fuck you. No, I get that. I feel like everyone has like their different way that they. Everyone has their way. They know. He's like, if I think about it too much, I'll get Ted and I'll miss her. And I'm, and I'm, but I like to just like hear that everyone collectively misses her. Yeah, yeah, like different, <laughs> different, different ways of coping. Um, but yeah, I know it's a stupid pitfall, but not not stupid, not at all. 
It's really not. Those who get it, get it. Those who get it, get it. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, we have our 300th episode coming up next week. We have so many exciting things planned for it and so many fun things um, to enter this new season. Look out for lots more videos and quotes and, like, all the good stuff. We're really excited to um, step into this new new season of Roaring Twenties, uh, starting with the 300th episode next week. Thank you guys for everyone who's been with us through these 300 episodes. Um, and hopefully we'll be welcoming even more people to the community with this new chapter. And please, like, next week, if you love the 300th episode, like, share it share it with your friends, post about it, share our clips. It would be so amazing um, to have everybody support around that episode. This one you could be like, fuck that. But like around next week, like, it would be so nice. And we're just so excited to share it with you guys and all the little things that we have coming, coming up for that. Yes, we are so excited. I'm I'm really excited to to just like dive into this next phase. I feel like we're as usual very much on the same page and I just feel like we're going to meet lots of great new people, have a lot of incredible topics that will be really tangible to the season that we're in right now and also to topics that probably don't pertain to us either but are still really helpful to learn about. So if you guys have any guests that you want to see on the show that you feel like would bring value to this community that would help guide some people through their 20s, then please share them with us we love hearing recommendations because obviously julia and my like scope of the social media is only like limited to whatever the algorithm gives us so if yeah, you guys we're know doing any- a lot of topic planning these next couple of weeks so please if there's something that you guys really feel like you want to hear talk about let us know so that we can make sure we either like make an episode talk about the two of us or we get someone on to talk about it with us we're really excited to like deep dive into some of these really niche 20s topics that we're all we're all a going through figuring out but we love you guys so much and we will catch you next week bye everyone bye and happy new year to all those who celebrate the jewish new year thanks for listening to roaring 20s podcast be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe you're never alone our pride sticks together tune in every monday and thursday for new episodes of roaring 20s podcast you get to start your week with us and end your week with us with love Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.